All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Sweet. I get so nervous when Mike No here, worry. The professional. Don't worry. I know it's the deep <laughs> no, voice. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle, and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Welcome back to Behind the Clipboard and we have one of our very first guests. Were you our first guest? I don't think I was the first, but it was it was the first few. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of our very first guests that we had when we started Behind the Clipboard two years ago. Mm-hmm. Blake Williams. Hello. Welcome. Hello. I still don't believe you that it was two years ago. It, it just was it? I know. It may have been longer. Was oh it two years? God. It was two thousand nineteen, yes. Yeah. Far out. Okay. I, I feel like in the past two years we've had twenty years. <laughs> like it, yeah. Totally agree. Life just <laughs> I don't know, it just seems bonkers. <laughs> It's yeah. so crazy. I think we've all aged 20 years. <laughs> yeah. sure. I feel like that as well. And that's what? a great segue to why we got you back in, really, is because so much has happened. We thought so absolutely. much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let me tell you a little bit about Blake for those yes. who haven't. Well, you should all go back to our 2019 episode. When was it, Mel? Seven. In May. Episode seven. In May. Okay, perfect. And listen to Blake for the first time because he's just a darling. <laughs> um, but let me tell you a bit about Blake. He's a Perth singer, actor, MC, and radio presenter. He works every week on air for Mix 94.5 and freelances with a range of corporate commercial projects in his band Proof, who we absolutely adore. Um, you all say MC functions, mm-hmm. gala dinners, awards nights. You run a voiceover studio from home. You service radio, web TV. Could I go on? Yes, no, I that, could. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I know everyone. I feel like, uh, especially I think post pandemic as well, uh, the pivot. You know, I didn't think business. I didn't know what a business pivot was <laughs> pre pandemic. But I feel like everyone these days is doing a million different things because that's sort of what you need to do in this yeah. industry. To be fair, you before COVID, you were doing a million things. (laughs) That's very true. Yes. That's very true. In fact, it's funny, you you know, last year when there was no work going on and you go, okay, what's the next five, ten years going to look like business-wise? And you try and go, well, what what am I already doing and what do I enjoy doing? Um, And try and focus on those things and that's where the future of your business lies. It's been an interesting process trying Mm. to work out, what you do and who you are and existential life questions. Oh, 100%. Hence why so many marriages have broken up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not mine, not yours. <laughs> um, so have you got anything to add to that list that we just read out? Yeah, well, the um, and I guess part of that pivot was working out what I was doing before. And it seemed to, for me, um, I'd get a lot of inquiries from clients going, okay, can we have a a violin player doing this and then want to add a DJ to that. And um, and I was like, yep, sure, I'll find that for you. And then just bizarre sort of combinations. And so the idea for, for my company, which is now uh, sort of up and running, which is called Williams Creative Company, and it's basically a music uh, curation company for events. So clients go, okay, this is our bonkers idea. How do we do it? And so then I write the music for it, write the charts for it, book the musicians. So it's, it's what an event organiser would go, this is my vision. But I, I don't know who to book and how to actually turn that into 
an entertainment piece. So that's sort of what I've been doing a lot of. And so I'm producing the opening for like a, a big corporate event at the moment. And it's, you know, you've got big budgets and there's a lot of moving parts to it. But it's sort of what I was doing before. But now it's just officially what the company is doing, which is great. Yeah. So we've added that on there, which is which is brilliant. And then a show that I did on radio called The Scene, which was about promoting Australian music, um, has moved to a TV format now. And so we're filming that and looking like it's going to move to Foxtel in the next <gasps> six months or so. So there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on. So, But it's all, it's all great. It's all positive and it's all about, you know, uh, respecting the arts and, and – pushing that out as to as many people and eyes and ears as we can, really. I'm so excited. There's so much to, so many comments I wanted to make. Sorry. You never stop talking. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, not really. Um, just the whole music curation, that's super exciting for mm. us event managers because it takes a little step out of it. It takes, you know, yeah, we always have that vision and um, it takes a lot to run around it and does. find those different artists. So if we can go to a, a one-stop shop... Mm. Brilliant. And that was the kind of thing, you know, event organisers and and directors have great concepts for opening pieces or, you know, there's a theme and you need to find the entertainment to fit that theme because that's the client brief or whatever the case might be. But it's actually how do we then turn that into a performance piece? And it takes – I just don't know how you would do that in an uh, event management uh, company unless you had that kind of music knowledge because then the musicians are going to go – well, I need to know exactly how many bars until I come in and then what is the key and are we changing keys? And so it's it's that perspective and going, okay, this is the entire eight-minute section written out in music notation. You learn the arrangement. We've got click tracks here. We've got video tracks here. And it's just that one-stop shop. So event organisers can go, cool, that's sorted. I don't have to worry about that. I've got the concept. I know that it'll work. And then it comes down to the musicians and, and performers and dancers and costume designers to put it on. So yeah. it's a lot of work, but, uh, you know, it's rewarding as well because when you see that stuff come to fruition, um, you know, and when it there's those moments, and I'm sure you'll agree, when it hits the brief and when you get those moments mm. in a corporate event, you know, charity event or whatever the case is, those heartstring moments, and it works – that's what you're there for. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that just sounded like another language to me. So I'm glad that you would be there to manage that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was feeling the same way at one point when you were saying... Click uh, tracks. Yeah, click yeah. tracks and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> musical notations. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. Just handball it over. It's fine. Yeah, that is yep. a fantastic option. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and those wow moments are what we're all about. And yeah, yeah. we've got a delivery vehicle for making that spectacular. That's, yeah. That's right, because you also see the opposite. You see when it goes wrong and I think I've seen that many times and you're like oh if only that or if that oh then you're like it's not my job it's not my what I'm doing Mm. but um you can see it when it doesn't work quite so well and when it does and the difference is is quite incredible so you found that little niche yeah I think so example of something that you've done uh so we did one this was just after we came out of lockdown we actually had a big one that I was working on uh for um a ball in Perth, which didn't happen last year. That was the thing. So many concepts were out <laughs> and happening and then so many never happened. Mm-hmm. But we had a 1920s one at the end of last year where a client said, okay, we want like a Charleston sort of thing. Then we want a DJ working inside of that. And I'm like, okay, all right. So 1920s plus 2020s DJ. So 100 years of kind of musical collaboration and how to make that work. And, 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 we, and we sorted it. So we had, uh, you know, a 10-piece band working with the DJ and then vice versa. And then where the DJ would stop, the band would start. And then 
the opposite would occur as well. So this kind of never-ending dance floor of songs where, and the cool, the greatest thing was as DJ fades out, band starts playing that song and it fades in. Uh. And so you're like, it just, it was so cool. It was yeah. really cool. And working one now, which is taking quite a bit of work, but it's, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. It's just working out, you know, there's that nugget of information in the concept. And once you get that, that's what it all stems from. So it's just spending time on the concepts a little bit. Mm. Mm. Is this company intrinsically linked with proof? Like you have to, that has to be one of your musical elements or does no, it stand alone? It does stand alone. So the musicians... I would use the musicians in proof for if we need musical elements, uh, unless that's not the exact right band for it as well. Um, we can cover most things in proof, but if someone wants something very niche and very specific, then we'll go to that kind of act. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good thing is I use, and it's all about having great people around you, right? Like I use the brains of the people in, in proof to so bring them on to do arranging work or whatever the case may be. But I think over the years and, you know, working in theatre and working in music and all of these different places, you just get great people, like a great dance troupe or a great costume designer and eventually you look and go, wait a minute, I've actually got a really good team around me. I just never noticed it before or took notice of it before. You know what I mean? Or had to. Yeah, or had to. That's right. Exactly. Well, last time you were here with us, Mm -hmm. as we mentioned, it was May 2019. I don't believe you, but yeah. And I was just taking a walk down memory lane. We were talking about how far in advance people were booking events. You had a bride that had booked five years in advance. (laughs) Yeah. And we were just innocently reminiscing, saying, you never know what could happen in business. <laughs> Very true. Little did we know. It was That's right. actually really weird to listen to. Yeah. So, yeah. take us through how your last 18 months has been. Well, there was, I think, I don't think I'll ever forget the the third week of March 2020. Um, I remember being in my office and we had, there was a, a really big show happening the next Monday. This is a Monday morning and the next Monday we had a big show and we were hear, hearing things about this COVID thing and we're like, what, where is this going to go? In fact, I'll tell you a story in a moment about some COVID stuff. Um, and it was, I got an email and the gig was cancelled and I thought, wow, cancelled. That's, that's, a, that's a bold move and the 100% was paid and non-refundable at that point. The rehearsals had been done and then another phone call came through or well, next Saturday's cancelled, next Friday's cancelled. And then for four or five days, it was just, as we all know, cancel, cancel, cancel. I cancelled 47 shows that week. Whoa. Income for six months for the band. Um, And that was just that week. And then it just went on and on. And I think it kind of got to a point where you thought, no, okay, this gig's a a year out. Surely Mm. this is going to stay in the diary. And then gigs in 2021, gigs in 2022. And so the whole year was just wiped in you know in probably three weeks it was unbelievable wasn't it it was really couldn't fathom that it was going to last anywhere near as long as it's last absolutely still affecting us so much it was two years i actually realized as i said that yeah that's right two years ago it didn't seem real interviewed you yeah yeah that's right in fact the leading up to you know that march 2020 time um i was doing this cruise ship gig uh, over a, uh, we're in Sydney and we're out on the ocean and this the, the boat was called um, the world right and everybody on the world it's a cruise ship but you have to buy your apartment so you don't buy a ticket and go for a few weeks you actually purchase an apartment these apartments are tens of millions of dollars it's you know wow 
you know, people with cash live on these things full time. Um, there's only ever 300 guests. It's a full size cruise ship and thousands of staff to look after them. It's another universe, mm. absolute universe. Wow. So I had a gig on there playing piano in the corner, just doing this for a week and a half. And one guy got on and I got talking to him and he worked for the World Health Organization. This was in February, early February. And and I said, what do you do? He said, oh, I work for World Health Organization. I've just flown in from Geneva. I've just got on the ship. I've just got a message. I need to go back to Geneva tomorrow. There's this thing called COVID. And I was like, oh, what's what's that? And he said, uh, it's going to be a really big deal. Like, I don't mean to alarm you, but it's going to be a big deal. And I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway, six weeks later, <laughs> the world is shut down. <laughs> And that it all kicked right. off. Yeah. Yeah, so guy, he was 100% so trust the World Health Organization. They know what they're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, you got that early warning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Not> like, <laughs> did take any. canceling your own shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yeah, but what a, what, a crazy, um, what a crazy time the cancellation thing was, right? And because then everyone's talking about, well, what do you do about cancellation policies? And mm. where are we with refunding people? Who do we refund? Has all the work been done on this event? What did you do? It was kind of a case by case. So people mm. who were the next weekend... Uh, there's nothing we could do for those ones. But there but there were some events where we'd had months of rehearsals. So I'm like, well, you need to retain some to pay those musicians and those dancers their time. Mm. Um, but then there were weddings that fell outside of the cancellation policy and brides and grooms left, right and centre were being absolutely screwed with venue policies. And mm. so I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to help them out and just give them their cash back. Um, but it was, it, was, it was hard to have one blanket rule that covered every event because – the circumstances were so different for every event. Yeah. But it was, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that we refunded, which was just crazy. Wow. Did you have many that um, would just say, no, please hold my booking, hold my cash, and we're definitely going to go through with this at some point in the future? We did. So we did have quite a few postponements as well. Um, some of those postponed another three or four times. Yeah, in fact, of some of them are still mm-hmm. doing it now. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. It's, it is quite funny though. We did a wedding a few weeks ago and I was talking to the bride in our sort of pre-gig consultation and she's like, it's, I feel like we've been talking for four years on email <laughs> and we're finally kind of, you know, finally my wedding is happening. These people have been waiting so long for these weddings. Yeah. Yeah, really full on. What did you do over that time? I noticed, I saw on your Instagram that you did a virtual concert at some point. We did, yeah. So there was this thinking, um, what are we going to do in this downtime? Because, you know, not knowing how long it's going to last as well. Are we going to be locked in for a year? What sources of income do we have? And so the live streaming thing was an option. Uh, it's not my favourite thing in the world mm, because, yeah, the, the quality-wise, to get a good quality stream takes a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of equipment um, and expertise and people are doing it, you know, from their home with like an iPhone and it sounds awful and it's all distorted. And, and, I, and also I think there's a part of being a musician where you don't want to go hand out the tip jar and, you know, if you can spare a few bucks – please. I mean, we all kind of did that, but it, it felt kind of intrinsically difficult to do. Um, and so we, but we did do a live stream and that was a few weeks before lockdown, we did a, a big concert um, with city, uh, with the university and Lux events and stuff. And we, we filmed that entire thing, multi-camera thing and live tracked it all. And so we broadcast that live. 
So that was kind of cool. It was the best of both worlds. So you had a great quality production that we were then sending out. And it did really well. Like we had really good numbers watching it and people were sending videos of them dancing in their living rooms on the big screen. So that it was, was great. It was really cool. Yeah. But I was really grateful that we didn't have to do the live stream thing constantly mm. because oh, we've done it's a few gigs like that. Yeah. It's not the same. It's we, not. <laughs> we so were the strange. same in, in events because uh, people came to us. And I spoke to Dave from Lux when yep. on that. One of those, the day before, when I was cleaning out my office and taking Henry, our office plant, home. <laughs> and just in tears and I called Dave and he's at, at the beach with his team and we're all just mourning the loss of our fantastic businesses overnight. Yeah. Um, so for us, to people were saying, why don't you just pivot, mm. that fabulous word, yeah. and start doing virtual events. That was near on impossible. We did look at it and we looked at it in all seriousness. The team got together and said, how can we make this happen? Is it viable? And we just came around to the conclusion that it's not us. It's not what we deliver. Mm. We're all about the smiles on people's faces, the the interactions in the room, Mm. the physical contact and the, the... whole set that you build that you immerse people in yeah which you cannot do through a a screen very different experience it's almost kind of bridging the gap of you're essentially making a tv show Mm. you know it's the lighting is different you need different audio you need it's a different experience it's not a live corporate event you know what i mean it's not that immersive experience that you get when you go to a it's a it's it's entertainment in a different way. And so there were a few, we had to do a few live streaming gigs and I just, every second of it, you know, you're playing in the corner of this live stream, you know, in a kind of a situation looks just like a blank wall and you're like, this is, this is really, (laughs) I could be playing in my bedroom right now. It's this, it's really strange and you get nothing back. Yes. (laughs) You finish your song and it's, Silent, <laughs> <laughs> clap yourself out. Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. Screaming drunk girl. <laughs> oh, it's so bizarre. But we, if the, in saying that, the the live stream we did of the concert, uh, we had a few clients saying, "Can we buy that?" And we'll use that in our live stream gig and go like, ladies and gentlemen, here's proof the band and throw to us and it would be a few songs from our live thing. So we did that a few times. Okay. Um, and I was like. <laughs> Take what you can get. I know, yeah. right? What is going on? What is this world? <laughs> I'm what, so glad I mean, we're back to gigs now. Government handouts were, did you guys yes. miss that No, we whole, got it. Oh, we, we got JobKeeper, which is lucky. So everyone in the band is set up right and everyone, um, you know, pay their taxes and do all the jazz and then they got JobKeeper, which oh, was just happy. brilliant. But so many friends of mine, I work in musical theatre as well, and musical theatre is a different world when it comes to contracts. So you might do the same musical theatre show for five years, but those contracts are only nine months long. Mm. And so in order to qualify for JobKeeper, you had to have a contract for more than a year. Yeah. Mm. So all of these people who have had the same job for five years did not qualify. Oh, that sucks. At all. And there was really nothing for them. Uh, Very unfair. Yeah. So that's the thing. And then you'd hear stories, you know, next door neighbour works for six hours on a Saturday at Greater Union. Now suddenly they're getting a thousand bucks a week or whatever the case is. And so you've got, you know, it's, it's, the government did a, a good thing. It's it, it's hard to have a blanket rule that's going to help everybody and you try and help as many people as possible. But there were certainly cracks that existed um, and some people had a really hard time, you know, falling through them. Yeah. But luckily we were okay and most people I know got JobKeeper, which was great. Yeah. And okay. now that it's kind of fallen off, gigs have risen to a point where, you know, 
I think, well, fingers crossed, and who knows what the future will hold. Touch wood. Where's Touch that wood, wood everywhere. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens, but we're, we're kind of sitting okay. We feel the same. We're, mm. we're actually busier than we have been in 14 years that we've been operating wow. this year. But, yeah, I'm touching every piece of wood I can all yeah. the time and just – Everything is so tentative and precarious that that's right. I feel like we're ready for it to fall over and we'll be okay. Well, that's the thing. We're, we're so used to it now. Yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah, this gig's happening, I think, tomorrow. Mm. Are you finding it's stuff last minute that's coming through? Oh, the lead yeah. times are mm. ridiculous. Absolutely. We're getting like two weeks. That's what I yeah. wanted to ask you. Since we mm. spoke last, I'm assuming you don't get one year out bookings anymore. No, we we really don't. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. It's just the way of the world at the moment. Exactly. Well, yesterday... Wednesday, I had an inquiry for an MC gig on Friday, so tomorrow, and you're like, okay, did you just decide to put the event on today? <laughs> like, you know, a, a one-day notice for, yeah. for events and uh, two-week note. We've got a gig that booked yesterday for two weeks' time, wow. which is um, and on a Tuesday night as well. Wow. Um, so it's just, it's a bit all over the place. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'll ever complain about being busy again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> After Same. not working for so long, I'll, I'm happy and grateful to be working, but it's pretty just bizarre. You can't plan anything. It's, it's very 119 days. I think I saw on your Instagram you went without a gig. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah that's right. And the gig um, that we came back to would have been, I think it was, it was a wedding gig I'm pretty sure we played and it was half live streamed and half in someone's backyard. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, we're back gigging. Kind sort of. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of bizarre. But but we're back, and you know the calendar's looking okay now. Um, That's great. But that pivot thing again, looking at it, kind of going okay, like let's just get a snapshot of where we are. Some corporate events are happening, a lot of weddings being postponed, but no one can tour to Western Australia. Really, mm-hmm. no international people are touring. Yeah. You've got some national tours, but they're also a bit hesitant and tentative. People have cash though, and they want to spend it. They want to see stuff. So we have pivoted to doing ticketed events as well. Nice. So we've put together like a, a new thing. It's a it's a Yacht Rock inspired uh, guilty pleasure kind of great tunes from the 70s, 80s kind of thing. And so we're, we're doing more ticketed stuff. So a show went on sale last week. We sold 50% of our tickets in 48 hours. Wow. Um, another show is going to go on sale next week. And so you're like, okay, it's just a matter of looking at where you are and realizing that what you did won't last forever, but you still want to be working, you still want to employ musicians. How do you do that in a different way? And, and, the, and the audiences are still hungry for it. And that's the thing. I think they're even more so because, you know, they haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. And if you go to gigs now, there there is a really positive, fun atmosphere because people are like, well, I sat down for nine months yeah. and didn't do anything. Yeah. It's just great to be out experiencing live music and energy again. So yeah. I think it's a grateful vibe. Like people in WA mm. are so grateful to be here and to be – cocooned by the worst of it like america i just read america some kids are going back to school they've had more than a year off school wow imagine the follow-on effect that's going to have to their education absolutely shout out to our listeners in america yeah feel for you we're still thinking about how horrible it is over there yeah, mm. that's right. I feel like we wear a mask for a week and um, I remember it's doing It's the worst some, thing that's ever uh, happened. 100%. <laughs> that <laughs> was we rough. Were, we were at a gig on the Saturday and they and we were down south and they said, okay, as of six o'clock today, it's masks on. And we're like, uh, okay. So at six o'clock, everyone puts their mask on and the guitarists and everyone in the bands are wearing masks, playing gigs. You didn't have to sing in it though, shortly. No, I didn't. Yeah. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's just, it's so funny how we're like, okay, that's just what we need to do now. But that's So everyone's on the dance floor looking up at you and they're all wearing masks and you don't know if they're having a good time or not. <laughs> that is w- so true. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, and earlier that week, we played a gig at uh, the Western, which is a COVID hotel. So there's co- people upstairs in quarantine and we were downstairs in the ballroom and wearing masks and it was an interesting vibe to say the least. And then we're playing and yeah, people are wearing masks and you're like, everybody sing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Are, are they singing? Are you singing? <laughs> All you see is eyes. Are, are these happy eyes? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's such a. <laughs> you have to laugh. It's surreal. It's surreal. It really is. I often think if two years ago, just for example, you saw a flash forward into the future, you just wouldn't believe it. Like mm. the world as it is today was just not even. It was maybe portrayed in some movies, but. You know, it was yeah, something like you could never... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as all Contagion. Of ha- Contagion? <laughs> yeah, what, I know. Why is it that as this happened, Netflix is like, Contagion, yeah. here, you could watch this film, you know? Great idea. Yeah. That's all I wanted to watch, actually. I was, was like, I, this is reminding me of a movie. What is it? What is it? And yeah. then, yeah, Netflix, It was boom. everywhere. Um, but, yeah, that's right. But And how lucky are we now? We're talking about, you know, gigs are really good and things are happening and things are moving. It's amazing to think of, you know... Uh, people in America or we've got friends in London and stuff who haven't gigged since last March. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you think here we are planning events and things are happening. We are so lucky. Mm. So many outdoor festivals promoting, you know, WA talent. It's amazing. We're so lucky. How did you keep your band's morale up? Did you feel like that's sat on your shoulders to kind of keep the team together and, and keep them feeling positive for the future? That's an interesting question. And I think um, – I was talking to a lot of people wanted to talk about this. Like ABC did a big thing on it and I sort of sat down with them for a while and it really did highlight mental health in creative, in all industries, it's obviously very important. Um, I think in creative industries, it's an interesting one because it's very hard to separate who you are with the job that you do. And there was this question that we were asking ourselves, am I a musician if I'm not playing music? Mm. If I'm not playing music, what am I then? Am I a radio presenter who's not working because I didn't work on radio for six months? There was there were no events to work at, and you and I and it was really tough. I think mentally f- for myself, I had a really really hard time last year, and I know so many other people did as well. Some people took it as like a forced break, and I'm glad that they could come to it from that perspective. I certainly didn't. It was this kind of like unraveling of, well, what do I do? Well. And is, is what I do of any importance if it can be taken away so quickly? Mm. So there were a lot of questions that it raised. Um, and I think all you can do is talk about it to, to people and to friends. And we did talk about it in the band and we did check in. We used to have like Friday afternoon drinks on Zoom and we'd all kind of sit there and go, how, how terrible was your week this week on one to 10? You know, it was, <laughs> you know, what did you get up to? And some people use it to, to songwrite um, and to have creativity in different ways. Um, I think I just freaked out for six months <laughs> thinking I'm never going to work again. Um, cause it was, it was, and, and I'm sure for you guys as well, it was just everything to taken away so quickly, like all radio, all music, all MC, every skerrick of income mm. other than JobKeeper. And it was very full on, very full on. Do you know what I liken it to? Um, pregnancy and having a yeah. baby. That's, that's exactly how it feels because you... Well, it did for me. I can't speak for everyone, but I really felt I lost my sense of identity because I had to stop working. 
and you know, obviously thrown into this other world. But it, it is just, yeah, everything sort of is taken away from you and you go, who am I without my job? Like it, it's yeah. a really, um, mm. yeah, it's a horrible it's, feeling and actually. I, f- I feel like, I mean, maybe accountants feel like that as well if I'm not accounting what w- what is my purpose possibly um but i felt like for for so many people who who when you get on stage you are that person and if you if when you create something you're creating a part of yourself and you're you're putting it out to the world you are what you do so much mm. um and it was really hard to to kind of step away from that and go but if i'm not doing it what does that mean i am and it was yeah full this you know, you have quite a lot of uh, self-realization in those those moments, full on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not go back there again ever. No, no, no thank you. <laughs> no, I tried to be a cook. That didn't Did work. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I was really good at reading books. <laughs> I love all these people who are like in lockdown, like all these artists. I wrote five albums. Yeah. And <laughs> Like, no, oh, I just, you know, read some books. I mean, I actually was lucky enough to still be working for the most part. Yeah. Just transitioned to home. But, yeah, all these people who were super productive and then you hear from other people who were like, like Will Smith. I oh, know I just put on 20 pounds. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But he made everybody else feel quite good about yeah, themselves. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think my Uber Eats bill just was crazy. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. should have maybe learned to cook in that time. <laughs> learned to cook. Yeah. <laughs> started cooking. Yeah, I started cooking, but it didn't end well. <laughs> but I did do times. a lot of gin tastings. <laughs> Lined them up, blind tastings. That yeah, was it was really <laughs> bad for day drinking, I have to say. Lockdown. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it was funny, like some jobs that would translate to working at home quite well. Like my wife was working um, for the Mindaroo Foundation and all of works for the rugby and rugby stopped. Mm. But then they had the COVID thing, so they were buying all the COVID stuff from China and Andrew Forrest was kind of getting it into mm. WA and doing that thing. So they had they were still working and they had jobs to do. In fact, their workload went crazy, you know, 20-hour days getting this COVID stuff sorted. And, and I'm looking at this sort of disparity going, she's working 20-hour days and I'm just trying to find something to do <laughs> to like fill 20 hours of my day. Because, you know, the radio stuff, we started working from home with radio, but it just, <laughs> the technology is not there. No. It just really didn't work. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you plan gigs and um, you plan what the next few years might look like for the band. And uh, But there was only so Redesign much work your logo. you could do. <laughs> that's right. I, and that's so funny because everyone I know redid their websites, <laughs> do your letterheads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's yeah. my favourite videos t- through lockdown as well. Is like the wife's working away really diligently, and the husband's just in the background, like in a gorilla suit or something, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One hundred percent. Find something to amuse your day. Yeah. and fill the hours. Yeah. <laughs> so enough looking back. That yep. was a traumatizing period in <laughs> most of our lives. Thank you so much for bringing it up. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for Proof and Blake? Um, I think. Well, the it's funny how through adversity sometimes great things can happen. And so one of the things with radio, so I've been working at Mix for, for 10 years and I had a show there which existed for five years, which was the scene about Australian music. When everything went crazy, Southern Cross Stereo, the network changed everything up and Mix moved to the Hit Network and then 92.9 moved to the Triple M Network. As a result a lot of the programming changed. And so one of the casualties of that was my show, Mm. um, which was taken off air as was a bunch of other things. And so 
And so I thought, okay, my God, what am I going to do? Like, this is, this is what I love about radio. I love talking about Australian music and interviewing people. It's what I do. Um, and so we moved it. I talked, spoke to a production company in Perth. We moved it to a TV style. And we thought, well, let's, let's not leave this. Let's pick it up and let's run with it and try something new. And so that has, has really found a bit of a niche at the moment and it's kind of really taking off, which is brilliant, which would never have happened had the show stayed on air. Um, and so we've got sponsors lining up for the second season that we're about to kind of get into in a few weeks' time. And so the focus for me is working on that turning that into a real commercial project and um, and getting that out to as many people as possible. The Williams creative thing wouldn't have happened either had it not been for the for the lockdown and the reassessment of where business is. Uh, we wouldn't have been doing ticketed shows. So there's a lot of real positives that have come from it as well if you look and try and really assess what was going on. Um, and it's a great time to sort of refresh everything too. Uh, refresh the band and refresh song lists and um, client expectations and see where events are going and just move in a different direction. So for me, it's focusing on the TV show, um, the Williams Creative uh, consultation sort of stuff and and getting back to, to playing as many shows as possible. But it's the future for that is looking pretty bright and I don't think I would have said that six months ago. Mm. You're still working it out. Um, so are we still able to book proof? Without, please <laughs> do. And we're not going to have to wait two years to get you. No, yeah. absolutely. And um, uh, you know, <laughs> the the Google Calendar is a continuously moving thing now. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> fluid. Yeah, it really is very fluid. So dates are changing left, right, and centre. But um, I think as always, get in as early as you can. But mm. our our policies have changed as well. So if people need to move dates. It's a it's a, it's just what we need to do. Mm. You know. Your cancellation policy. Yeah, and, and the postponement policy, things yeah. like that. Flexibility seems to have become yeah. a way of life. Like people won't book unless they know they can change it if they need to. That's right. And it's really interesting because there were – when this all kind of kicked off last year, I saw a lot of businesses that were just really hard line about cancellation policies to the point of it almost being a bit cruel to those, especially brides and grooms who were having to re, you know, losing a lot of money just for trying to get married. Yeah. And I don't know, I think from that you've seen who you want to work with and who mm. you don't want to work with because you thought, well, I don't think that you handled that very well. Um, and, you know, it, everyone is running a business and everyone's trying to be profitable and trying to feed their families and everything. But I don't know, I thought I saw some business techniques last year that I just don't think were very um, accepting of, you know, everyone's doing it tough. Just meet in the middle a little yeah. bit if you can. Be a human. Yeah, be a human. That's mm. right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's see where we are in 12 months' time. But things are looking okay. We'll get you back on in another year. <laughs> let's see what happens. But I love that. Your wrap-up is the perfect example of when one door closes, another opens. And sometimes yeah. it's an even better door. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's the double French doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's with beautiful light coming through. Yeah. Afternoon light coming through. Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh, you paint a picture. Oh, but thank you for having me. And thank you for uh, – I love the fact you're, you're talking to different parts of, of the industry because it's it, – it's, you know, people who, who work in other parts of the events industry don't get to hear the stories of different sectors. So I think it's really cool. Um, oh, it's really interesting. What you've got going on. Yeah. 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 We love, we find it really interesting as well to chat to you guys. Mm. And it makes us more understanding and compassionate and just considerate of, of where everyone's sitting and it, you know, essentially makes us operate 
better by having that understanding. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You can never have too much information with these kinds of things and just to see how different parts of an industry work and how they all work together and collaborate. At the end of the day, that's what we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I want to know where you can watch The Scene. Is it sure. on so YouTube at the moment? It or? is, yep. So The Scene Music TV on all the socials. We use Facebook for promoting the show because uh, we can't really monetize Facebook and Facebook's algorithms are pretty bizarre. So you put up a lot of stuff and, you know, a fraction no of the people it. see it. So we've moved it all to YouTube. And it can change overnight as we learned yes, again. Yes, exactly. That's right. They can shut that Hit down if they want to. Yeah. Um, and YouTube is a good format for it as well because you've got it in great quality. Um, but it, it's really interesting for the scene stuff uh, who have come forward and want to be involved in the show. Like we've had Eskimo Joe email and go, can we come on the show? And we're like, yeah, of uh, course you can. Yeah. <laughs> last year, last week we had 1927 who were doing a, a big Australian tour. They were on the show and it's an interview and, you know, an intimate audience and it's just, it's kind of like old recovery days or live at the chapel days, the Australian music TV that I loved watching. It's like that and you've got like a local artist and then a big name artist and it's just, it's a really good time. So you can find it online, The Scene Music TV. Uh, all the details are on there. We're wrapping for the season. We're back in five weeks with a new season pretty much. Oh. Fun. Mm. And where else can our listeners find you? So you can find us uh, at proofthebandcom uh, for all the proof stuff and then Williams Creative Co. for everything else. But if you just search Blake Williams Perth, you'll find our stuff really pretty easily. So there's, uh, there's a bit of stuff out there at the moment. Not Blake Williams, full stop, because otherwise you get some race car driver. Yes, you do. Like, <laughs> what was it, Bilko? Yeah, Blake <laughs> Bilko Williams. Yeah, that's not you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, but I'm there somewhere. But yeah, Williams Creative Co. or Proof the Band, you'll, you'll find all the details on there. Awesome. Mm. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for spending some time and uh, talking about music. I did have um, a packet of... The most amazing caramel <laughs> popcorn sitting here. I forgot to offer you some. But I'm going to say, even though it's unofficial, this episode is sponsored by Illuma Fun Foods. Um, <laughs> and I've been staring at the delicious snacks the whole episode. Oh, I thought I they just, were there as like a set dressing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're not even visual. But here, you have yeah. to taste it. Have some. Okay. All right. Let's get in there. It's a really loud food too, just for the podcast. Oh my God, it's amazing. Mm, it's nice. It's, I feel like going to the movies. You want some milk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of crunch factor is good. Let me give a real loud crunch. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.